We all have our different ways of responding to irritations. One of the most common is anger. What do you do as you find these little bursts of rage coming out of you from nowhere when little things go wrong? Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. The second attitude that can cause complaining is hostility. Some complainers, they're just angry. They're angry, angry at God, angry at people, angry at circumstances. If you're angry at God, you really don't believe Deuteronomy 32.4. Um, and I, I mention that because there are some in the Christian counseling world who would have you believe that it's okay to be angry at God. It's kind of a popular thing these days to say, oh, God understands. He's big enough. He can handle it. Uh, it's, it's okay to be angry at God. It's not. It is not okay. Being angry at God is evil and outrageous because the only way that you can possibly be angry at God is if you assume that he's done something wrong, right? You have to believe that he's done something wrong before you could ever be angry at him. And he doesn't do things wrong. God is upright and perfect and does no wrong. And so if I'm angry at him, I've got a twisted conception of even who he is. But what about, what about anger at circumstances? Because most of us, we don't get angry at God. Most of us don't. Most of us, but we do get angry at, like, <laughs> circumstances, right? We just, we just, I'm not mad at God. I'm just mad at this dumb thing that... I just stubbed my toe on, right? Or that piece of junk copy machine that keeps jamming on me when I'm in a hurry. Or that bump in the road that made me spill my coffee all over my pants, you know, or whatever. When things like that happen, you get angry at inanimate objects. <laughs> what is that? What's happening? What's happening is very simple. When I get angry at circumstances, what's happening is I'm rejecting God's providence. This is why all grumbling about circumstances is actually grumbling against God. You see that. You read all the accounts of the Israelites grumbling in the desert, and they never name God as the, pro- the problem. It's always the circumstances. And yet God responds and says, why are you grumbling against me? Even though they didn't name God, it, it was against God. All complaining is complaining against God. Even if God is the farthest thing from your mind while you're complaining, Still, it's against him every time you complain because what you're doing is you're rejecting divine providence. Every single thing that ever happens happens by God's providence. Lamentations 3.38 is one of the many verses that says this. Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that both calamities and good things come? Why should any living man complain? Both the pleasant things and the really, really hard, painful things are from God. They come from God. In His perfect providential plan, God allows the temperature to get a little warmer than I like or a little colder than I like. And so, so now I'm going to open my mouth and voice my disapproval of what He's doing? What's happening there when I do that? What's happening is my soul is rejecting this thing that's happening and my mouth is letting everybody know that my soul is rejecting it and that I don't approve of what God is doing. And when I do that, I'm behaving like a spoiled child who, who's just who, expecting the world to bend to accommodate all his preferences. I expect everything to fall in line according to my expectations. And when God's plan goes off in another direction, I reject that. 
I can't do anything about it because he's bigger than me, but I can badmouth it, and so that's what I do. That's complaining. Every hardship that comes into your life is a test to test your attitude about God's providence. Every hardship that comes into your life is a test to expose your attitude about His providence. So my plan was to go camping and have a lot of fun. Now it's pouring rain and my tent is leaking. What am I going to do? Do I look up into heaven and say, yes, Lord, if this is what you have for me today, then uh, if, if this is the direction that your wisdom and, and your goodness is taking things in your mar- marvelous providential plan, uh, then I'm happy to get off of my train and climb onto yours. My train, I thought, you know, camping and fun, and, but now you're going this way, fine. I'll get on your train. Because I know your plan is better than mine. I know you know what you're doing. Am I going to say that? Or is my soul going to reject the direction God is going and grumble against it? See, grumbling is, is, is rebellion, isn't it? It's an attitude of rebellion against what God is doing in his providential plan. And the root of that is pride. Can you see the pride in that? My way is better than God's way. My plan, more important than God's plan. I can't do anything about it because he's bigger than me, but I can stiffen my neck and resist it and make it known to everybody that I am not on board with what God is doing. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself. When the mighty hand of God comes on your life, just don't resist. Picture a parent trying to hold a little toddler who doesn't want to be held. You ever tried that? <laughs> and they're trying to squirm and suppose it's a dangerous situation so the parent can't let them down and they're squirming and trying to get down and the more they squirm and resist what do you have to do? you just have to you know, grip them tighter and it becomes very uncomfortable for the child but if he would just stop squirming and just accept the situation that he needs to be held right now and he just relaxes in your arms it could actually be a very delightful experience for him when we reject the hardships that come to us from God's hand and we squirm and we resist. The more we squirm and resist, the, the more we make things worse, the more uncomfortable we make it, even for ourselves. We need to just submit to what God is doing and humbly accept from His hand with an attitude that says, Yes, Lord, I will submit to this. I will submit to this. The solution is humility. I had a good friend once who uh, I mentioned before. He, comp- he he confronted me on my complaining, and uh, when that happened, when he did that, we were we were raf- whitewater rafting guides at the time. And when you're a rafting guide, um, your job is a lot of fun when there's high water, and a lot of work when there's low water. Because <laughs> low water, there's no rapids; it's just rocks, and and it's just tough. And so one summer we had especially low water, and as usual, I was grumbling and complaining, oh, this is stupid low water. And, and my friend just asked me one time, he's like, Daryl, how much water do you deserve? And I've t- I got to tell you, that question stopped me in my tracks. I, uh, it just rattled me, because I realized at that moment, what I deserved would be to be in hell forever, to be punished for my sins. And instead of hell... Where was I? I'm in the middle of the wonders of God's creation every day, floating down a beautiful, glorious river surrounded by spectacular mountains, and I'm grumbling about it. How can that happen? 
It happens when I forget how much mercy I've received and how much punishment I deserve. I just forget. And I start thinking that God owes me something. What monumental pride does it take to think that God owes me anything good? So the solution to the attitude of negativity, that kind of complaining, is faith. The solution to angry complaining, humility and submissiveness. Humility is a multifaceted jewel that has many sides, many different applications, many forms. It's a very complex and rich virtue. The focus in today's study is just on one narrow aspect of humility. It's the humility that submits to God's providence. There are many, many things in your life that God has graciously given you a hand in. A whole lot of things that you can control to one degree or another. You can decide when you get up in the morning, or if you get up. You can decide what you'll eat, and what you'll say to people, all kinds of things. But all through the day, each day, God gives us lots of little reminders that while you control lots of things, you don't control everything. It's up to you whether you're going to have eggs and toast or cereal for breakfast, but it's not always up to you whether the plate will slip from your hand and drop your nice runny eggs all over the carpet. When God gives you one of those little reminders that providence still belongs to him and not to you, it's good to take a moment to let that humble you. As many times as you can remember today, when providence interferes with your preferences, just whisper, Yes, Lord, I'll submit to that. I'll receive that from your hand. I won't be like a baby trying to squirm free of your strong arm. Humble me, Father. Whatever it takes, teach me humility. I want to be humble like Jesus, with an attitude like he had when he submitted to you even to the point of death, and he did so with joy because of how much he loved your will. As I look around where I'm sitting right now, there are some things that aren't the way I wanted them to be. But in your providence, this is what you gave me. My response to each one of those right now is this. Yes, Lord. I won't grumble about any of them. And by your grace, I won't grumble about anything the rest of this day. Instead, I'll just keep saying, Yes, Lord. I accept this from your hand. I'm glad you are in charge and not me, because you know better, and you are better. You love me more than I love myself. You know me better than I know myself. You have more interest in my well-being than I have in my own. Your heart and your motives and your purposes are all perfectly pure, supremely good, without a trace of evil or folly. None of that is true of me. I will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness because your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. You are good to all. You have compassion on all you have made 
Blessed are those you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We're filled with the goodness of your house, of your holy temple. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians, 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.